Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 76 of Walk On Radio, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast for professionals. And Hump, we just finished the first week of college football, and the NFL is approaching so uh, we're going to talk, do some preview of the NFL, kind of talk about week one of college football, touch on the Sam game. But before we do all that, Hump, how are you doing? I'm good, man. I really enjoyed watching a full slate of college football this last weekend. Uh, that was, of course, after I called uh, my, my Silver Springs Wildcats game. They're 2-0, uh, which is awesome. Um, but, yeah, college football, it was great. It was great getting to watch the Bearcats compete against the Aggies. But – Man, I am sure excited for the NFL this weekend. So like I said, before we get into the NFL, let's touch on the first week of college football. And you know how this works. We're going to start with Sam Houston. And, you know, we kind of touched on this with the Montana State game. It's weird kind of following up after a loss. Uh, Coach Keeler talked to us uh, today after practice, and he said, you know, we haven't been 0-1 in a long time. But let's talk about the A&M game. Uh, 31 to zero Texas A&M, but honestly, the score does not show how the game went. So, uh, we'll start with you. Then we'll kind of get my thoughts on it, but, uh, let's talk about this game. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Dalton. Uh, of course I watched the whole game. I don't think that 31 to nothing was a good gauge on how you guys did. Uh, I thought that, I thought that if you take away the two busted coverages, and you don't give up 70-yard touchdowns, this game's a, a lot closer. Uh, and, of course, you could go back and fix those like that. You know, I wish we could have put some points on the board. I thought offensively we struggled to put together a good drive. Um, but a defense was was the real deal. Uh, and I thought, I thought the Sam Houston defense really held their own for the most part. And so what, what I – what the biggest thing that I got from it was I don't think Sam Houston loses a game the rest of the season. Uh, and, I, you know, of course, I can say that now. Uh, I would never say that as a current player. Uh, but I – there's a lot of good on that roster. It's a new roster. Uh, it was weird for me watching and not seeing a lot of, a lot of people, including myself. Um, it was weird seeing a 14 out there. Uh, but – I don't think that Sam Houston loses another game this season. Yeah, I mean, the the first thing we definitely got to talk about is Sam Houston's defense. In the first half, we only allowed 25 rushing yards against an SEC opponent. I mean, that's crazy uh, thoughts in itself. And, and like you said, it seemingly was only about three big plays that they had in the first half that really gave them, you know, the upper edge. And then after the rain delay, they, they came out with the scheme and, they probably had about they had about two hours to to see the game plan and see what to fix, but man, our defense looks really good. I am very excited to watch them. Uh, I, I'm with you. I don't know. How, I don't really think many teams would be able to score very many points against us. But uh, I mean, overall, my thoughts of the A&M game was despite the score and the outcome, and we talked about this before. What an experience for us you know, being an FCS program, moving the Conference USA, to be able to play at Kyle Field. A lot of us are from the Texas area and A&M and UT are the two big schools. So just being on Kyle Field 
when they ran out and, and did the that power entrance, all the chants and stuff. It was really exciting. Uh, it was definitely a bucket list item for me. And and we competed. The first half was exciting. Uh, unfortunately, the offense, we weren't able to get things rolling, but you know we made the fixes, we made the adjustments, and uh, I'm excited for Northern Arizona. So Hump, it, was a, it wasn't announced, but we got to see it. Jordan Yates, officially starting quarterback for the Sam Houston Bearcats, uh, Georgia Tech transfer. What were your first impressions on Jordan Yates? Uh, very athletic. And I don't know if you saw the tweet about all the other teams he's faced. And so, yeah. I mean, they're all up there. They're all top 10 teams. So what were your first impressions on uh, Jordan? Well, that was the first thing I was going to bring up is he has quite the uh, opponent resume. He has played some some really big boys in the uh, college football world. Uh, and so I think whatever opinion you have of him, anyone, let's give him let's give him a couple more games and let's let's I I, I you guys competed great against AM, but that's not really a fair gauge on, you know, positionally, let's let's judge this position, let's, you know, really critique this. Uh, I liked what I saw. Obviously, he's incredibly athletic. Um, I'm, I'm fired up to watch him this weekend against Northern Arizona. Um, but, I, you know, I've got full faith in whoever the Bearcats trot out there. I, you know, we, we've had very good history on bringing in solid transfer contributors, and I don't think that this will be any different. Uh, but I, I'm definitely excited to uh, keep a close eye on that against uh, the Lumberjacks, yeah. the other Jacks. <laughs> and I think the the really good thing about our quarterback room is if anything happens, we have such a good backup in Keegan Shoemaker who fought for the fought for the position the whole spring and in, in, in camp, and he's done such a great job. So if anything happens, him going in. I feel just as comfortable. And another player you talked about transfers and the impact that they had was your long, your longhorn guy himself, BJ Foster, just an amazing game, getting up, caught an interception, making a bunch of plays. And we knew that was going to happen. We knew the player he was, especially you being a Texas fan. So him coming in, making an instant impact. We have so many players just like that. We have Jordan Boatman, Wade Willett on the offensive line. And then you have Ellison Hubbard on the defensive line. There's just so many guys that have that FBS experience that I just think we're going to be a, a we're going to be a powerhouse this last season in FCS. And we're going to leave our mark uh, on the FCS before we make our trip to conference USA. So hump before we get on to the FBS uh, and all the other scores, we got a preview Northern Arizona. So uh, give me your thoughts on that. Uh, you, we played them last year. It was our first game of the season in the dome. Uh, if you remember how bad the altitude was, we had to drink the beet juice that week uh, with Coach Susanna. So let's hear your review on Northern Arizona and how you think it's going to go first game back in Huntsville. Yeah, you know, I, I it's awesome that the Cats are back at Bowers. Uh, I remember last year that was a really fun trip up to uh, Northern Arizona, really neat stadium, neat atmosphere. I remember thinking, wow, like this crowd is pretty awesome uh, for a team that was – probably going to get thumped um and they did and but that's okay you know I, I think that it will be similar this weekend I don't I don't see it going well for Northern Arizona uh but that's why you play and it'll be a really tough road trip for them uh, I think it's going to be very hot uh, I know that 
we always talk about, you know, going up there, the altitude is going to be a big challenge for us. I think that the heat and the humidity, they're going to be tapping out in that second half. I, I could see that really playing a role. But, yeah, I mean, I'm taking the Cats in this one. I'm taking the Cats in every game going forward. Um, and I, I, don't, I don't think that this one is any, any different. Yeah, I'm excited for this game. Uh, a lot of things we learned from AM. We're going to be able to bounce back. Uh, hope everyone that can come to the game will be able to show out in Bowers, kind of pack it up and get ready for our first home game. And it's at six o'clock, so we're going to get a little night game action. Those are always, always spice up the college football world. So, Hump, let's roll into some scores before we roll into the NFL. And uh, it, it's FCS week. Uh, most of the top schools are facing some opponents that. They probably shouldn't be playing or blowing them out, but we had some really good games this uh, this kickoff week. And the first one I want to talk about is Cincinnati and Arkansas. Arkansas with the win, thirty-one to twenty-four. Hump, Cincinnati. What is their future the rest of the season? I think they're going to be fine. Uh, I watched a good bit of that game. Uh, I told you in the last episode I really liked Arkansas this year. I was lower on Cincinnati, but that's only because they had this dream team season last year and it's hard to bounce back after that. Um, and they made the college football playoffs. You lose Desmond Ritter, you lose Alan Pierce, you lose uh, Sauce Gardner. I mean, that's, that's hard to replace. Um, and that's, that's similar to Sam Houston. That's similar to what we had. I mean, we had this dream team group. We won the national championship and the year after you, you just, you lose people and, and it's different. Um, I think Cincinnati will be fine. They're going to be even better going forward, moving into the Big 12. But I really truthfully think that Arkansas can make some noise in the SEC this year. Next up, we have Georgia and Oregon. Now, Hump, this seems to be the biggest surprise Woo. of the week. Not only is, did Stenson Bennett kind of show everybody that he's <coughs> the guy, he's the man that's going to run Georgia, but the Oregon Ducks – your beloved Ducks, just a, a complete collapse. Let's talk about that game. And, you know, it's the first one of the year, so I get to ask you, is this a good Georgia win or a bad <laughs> Oregon loss? Yeah, it's been a while since you've asked me that, Dalton. Uh, boy, I'm sure glad that I didn't put all my marbles uh, into the Ducks basket like I did last year because, uh, wow. Uh, I think that it was a really bad Oregon showing. I, I You know who their quarterback is, right? Bo Nix. I mean, it's the curse of Bo Nix. I mean, it, it just is. Uh, but no, more importantly, I didn't know what I thought about Georgia. I thought maybe not necessarily a rebuild or something, but more of a okay. You know, we had our we had our national championship team. We lost everybody. Uh, maybe you know, maybe we take a backseat to Bama and, and Ohio State and all that, but. Boy, I might be wrong. They, they, uh, they might be them for sure. Uh, so we'll, we'll have to keep an eye on that going forward. But your boy Stetson Bennett, uh, yeah, he looked really good. Now, what does that mean for the Pac-12 with this? Because when we did our preview episode, we kind of said that Oregon's probably going to run away with it. There's Utah. You got a, a USC. So with this loss, are you nervous for Oregon? Or you think just like Cincinnati, they're going to bounce back and, and still probably claim the Pac-12? I picked USC, um, and so I think that – I think that – well, and the thing is, is Oregon, so they lose, and Utah loses to Florida. And so for those to even have a 
remote chance of making the college football playoffs. They have to win out, period. Uh, and so, you know, conference-wise, I'm still sticking with USC. Uh, it's it's early. It's anyone's game. Uh, but Utah looked fine. They lost to a – and I'm sure we'll talk about it in a second. They lost to a really talented Florida team. And I have some very, very nice things to say about their quarterback, uh, who you called a sleeper this year. And, boy, uh, he looked good. Uh, But, yeah, Oregon, I would say that it's not going to be their year. Uh, They didn't just get beat. They got beat down. I mean, it was bad. They did not do a single thing that I thought was good. And so I don't – I don't see them bouncing. I don't, I don't see them being better than Utah or USC this year. Well, uh, before we get into Florida and Utah, the game I want to touch real quick is Notre Dame and Ohio State. Now, uh, a little bit closer than I kind of thought it would be, and that you, you forget how good Notre Dame is because they're that team that every three years make it in, get destroyed. But uh, Ohio State with the win, 21 to 10. Are you disappointed in that score because of the hype that Ohio State's offense had? Or you just got to give credit to Notre Dame for still being such a pristine program. Well, so my first reaction was, dang, like, dang, Ohio State, like, I really had a lot of high hopes for them. They were 16-point favorites coming in or something like that coming into this one. But then afterwards, I got to thinking, I'm like, well, golly, Ron. Notre Dame is the fifth-ranked team in the country. This is how it's supposed to be. I mean, they still won by 11. Uh, I wouldn't worry about Ohio State at all from this. It was the first game of the year. They did what they had to do. They beat a top-five opponent. I would say Notre Dame is in a position. I would need to look at their schedule, but I'd say that Notre Dame is probably in a position that they're going to win out uh, because they look good too. Um, I mean, that tight end is really fun to watch. He's – Michael Mayer, yep. is that his name? Yeah, he's awesome. I love watching him, and, and I love their new head coach. Man, he's awesome. He is awesome. Um, yeah, I, Notre Dame is going to be fun, and, and so is Ohio State. Yeah, and one of the recurring themes, and you've said it a couple times, and we should have touched on more, is it's week one, and a lot of people got new players, maybe new coaches, and so every week one is kind of weird. You see things that you probably don't normally see. And so that, that's going to be the theme this week. It may be in the NFL, but it's week one. And so there's going to be some fresh stuff happening. There's going to be some, some mistakes that you probably won't see later in the year. But that's just kind of how week one goes. You get the kinks out because Coach Keeler says it best. You can't simulate a ball game. And so once you kind of have one under your belt, you can roll on with the rest of them. <laughs> so next up, we, uh, we just talked about it, Utah and Florida. And I think we kind of called this one because I I had Anthony Richardson as a sleeper, but we both had Florida as a team to watch out for. And, you know, people always doubted me and my, you know, my, my love for Anthony Richardson. But at the end of the day, you don't give somebody Tim Tebow's number in Florida unless they're going to be something special. And I mean, he, somebody called them, uh, somebody called him a, like a clone of Cam Newton and Cam Newton in college was a different animal but Florida with the win, 29 to 26. So let's talk about this game. And I want you to tell me where you think Florida's going to end up. And kind of like the other teams, how is Utah going to end their season? Yeah, well, first off, this game was a real treat to watch. Uh, I, I 
the second half had me on my toes the whole time. And I, I enjoyed watching Anthony Richardson so much that I found myself, I was really rooting for Florida. Uh, I wanted Florida to win because, dang, like what a – man, what a player. And I'm hoping that this wasn't just a, a superhero-esque performance. I hope that this is what he gives all year. Uh, if he does give this all year, he's going to win the Heisman Trophy. Um, and Florida can be really good. Uh, I didn't realize that Florida's running back or one of their running backs is Travis Etienne's younger brother. Uh, they look exactly the same. Uh, and his last name was Etienne. I'm thinking, well, golly, they have to be related. And they are. They're brothers. And so, yeah, I just really enjoyed it. I think that Florida – I mean, let's not get crazy here and say that they're on Baylor or Georgia's level. But I think they're probably third. Uh, I, they're a heck of a lot better than LSU. Uh, I'm not really all that impressed with AM. Uh, I don't. I don't think that. I don't know. I don't think Hayes King is the answer. You have to have a quarterback that can go in and beat Bama or Georgia. Okay. And right now, it's not Hayes King. Okay. It's not the LSU kid. Anthony Richardson showed that. If he continues to do that, they at least have a shot. They at least have a shot. And so that's that's where I'd say Florida ends up. They will go as far as Anthony Richardson takes them. Uh, and then Utah, they're fine. I think they lost to a really good team on the road. Uh, they're going to beat Oregon, it looks like. And it's going to be Utah or USC, in my opinion. Yeah, one thing uh, I forgot to mention, which – I think is a cool kind of respect to Sam Houston is, and of course the rankings are different, but A&M ended up staying at six. So they, you know, a lot of people kind of get the, the FCS games first, blow them out of the water, move up a couple rankings and uh, you know, watching that game and seeing that we were able to hold our own, they didn't move anyone in the rankings. So I kind of see that as a win for Sam Houston. Uh, we didn't get, and you see all the other scores. I mean, you see Oregon getting blown out and, you see our score and you see that we may have not scored very many points, but we held them to a, a certain number. And Haynes King, the way Haynes King played against us, like you said, he can't do against Alabama. And yeah, the stat sheets show about, I think he threw for 300 yards, but the game was rough. He, there was his running, the run game wasn't there. He threw two picks. It's just, it, you can't play that game against an Alabama and expect to go to the national championship. Yeah, but two. Yeah, but two of those completions were 135 yards, <laughs> and he threw two really bad interceptions. Yeah, really bad interceptions. So next up, we got Houston and UTSA. Uh, Houston, oh. our team for the Group of Five, and in overtime, Houston gets to win 37 to 35. Now, Hump in a stacked American Conference, can Houston pull out the win and, and end up winning that conference? And where do you can you can U of H possibly get a New Year's Bowl something high up and and a future question this is a you know way down the line especially 2026 with the 12 team playoffs could Houston end up getting a playoff spot you know a few years down the line yeah I really enjoyed this game man the, the Houston UCSA UTSA game was really entertaining. Uh, I, I really like UTSA because of their head coach, Jeff Trailer. He's an East Texas boy. But you and I both picked Houston to kind of be the, the G5 team of the year. Um, I think that Clayton Toon is awesome. I think that Houston goes into Tech this weekend and beats them. Um, and so, yeah, I think Houston can play for a New Year's Six Bowl this season. And I think that – I 
we didn't really talk about the 12 team playoff thing, but that's great news. That's awesome. Uh, the 12 team playoff, that's a great number. If you don't make it in a 12 team playoff, you, you don't really, you don't deserve to be there. And so I think that if they're supposed to be in it, if they're good enough to be in it, they, they will be. Uh, and that goes for everyone. That goes for Sam Houston in 2026. That goes for App State. That goes for James Madison. That goes for anyone like that. If they're good enough, they will be in a 12-team playoff. Yeah, and, and like you said, such a good game. And it's so fun to see, you know, a local, a local university that's close to us. We can see a lot. And so I'm always rooting for the Cougs. I always mention that my sister went there. So I got some close ties to it. And then finally, the last game I want to touch on is Florida State and LSU. Man, the Tigers, what an exciting game, but a blocked field goal, special teams win games, gifts the win for Florida State. Florida State looked good, but another time I'm going to ask you this, is this a good Florida State win or a bad LSU loss? I think it's a fine Florida State win. I think it's a really bad LSU loss. Uh, you don't ever want to lose the game due to special teams but it will certainly do that uh, if, if you neglect it. And that's exactly what happened. Um, it doesn't take a genius to figure out what happened on that last play. Uh, the, the tight end on the left side goes to the widest blocker. Uh, inside guy shoots a gap, easy block. Um, I mean, it can't happen. You, that's a, it's a coaching thing. It's a, it's a player thing. It's a we didn't work it enough in special teams thing. And so that happens, man, special, special teams. And we know, we know this because Sam Houston has won ball games due to special teams. Um, it can't happen. It can't happen if you're, if you're Brian Kelly and LSU. Yeah, and especially in a tough SEC, it's just that you can't lose these type of games. We talk about it all the time. These are the ones you have to secure if you want a shot. And just out of the gate kind of messes it up. So we'll have to see where they do and how they fall in line. So, Hump, before we go in the NFL, one question for you. Big game this week, UT, Alabama, college game day. This is the prove-it game for Texas. They uh, the, Who they play this week? They played some nobody team and blew them out of the water. Alabama blew Utah State out of the water. So now it's time. Hump, give me a little review on Texas, Alabama, and give me your prediction. Yeah, and we'll, we'll get into picks uh, for those of you listening. We'll get into picks after we're done with kind of our prediction episode. We did it a little different this year, but tonight we're going to end with full NFL season predictions. Uh, but, yeah, man, Bama and Texas, I'm super excited. What a, what an awesome opportunity for an up-and-coming Texas team, hopefully. Um, you know, I saw this morning that it was 20-and-a-half point spread. I'm being – Super biased, but that is crazy to me. Um, I mean, there's no way that I can bet that Texas was going to lose by 21 points. There's there's no way. In Austin, I mean, it, it's at the moment, it's their Super Bowl. You know, it might just be another game for Bama, but I don't think that that's worth 21 points. I really don't. Um, I do not think Texas wins this one. I think Texas has an opportunity to win every other game this season. I think they lose this one. But I, I feel very confident that it will be by less than 20 and a half points. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm excited to see this game. This will kind of show us where Texas is at in forms of the elite in the elite college football programs right now. So I'm excited for that game. And you, you never know. We've seen some crazier stuff. It could happen. And let me tell you, if Texas wins this game, they cannot, 
They cannot blow a, a, a some boring game in the middle of the season. If you're going to beat Alabama, it's time to go all the way. This is the year Texas will be back. So, Hump, let's roll into some NFL. We got a lot to talk about. And uh, starting it off, we do it every year. We're going to go by division, kind of run through the teams, talk about what we see, who we like, who we don't like. So, Hump, the first division we're going to touch on is the AFC East. This one used to be, and this is what we said last year, used to be a Patriot run division, but all of a sudden things change. Tom Brady leaves. And so now we got the Bills and maybe even the Dolphins. So, Hump, talking about the AFC East, who do you like and what are some players to look out for? First off, the NFL's back, baby. I am I'm pumped. I know that I know that you're a college-minded guy and you got your Packers. I love my college football too, but I am an NFL guy at heart. I love God, I love the NFL. I'm excited for fantasy football. Um, probably need to talk about that next episode. But yeah, man, uh, AFC East. I, I to this is a one-team division. Um, I think that the Dolphins are going to have potentially buy for a wild card spot. I think the Patriots are coached by Bill Belichick, and they seem to always figure it out. Um, the Jets are the Jets, and Buffalo is really stinking good, and they're going to win this division. Josh Allen, he's, he's gotten better every single year somehow. Uh, he, he continues to surprise people, uh, and I, I think that this is a loaded, loaded Buffalo team. So, you know, we've always talked about how good the Bills are, so I kind of want to, from the top to the bottom, the Jets, very, very bad, obviously, but uh, had some good draft picks this year. Unfortunately, Zach Wilson is out. Looks like Joe Flacco will be the starting quarterback how do you think the Jets are going to do this year? Do you think they can compile a, a good amount of wins? Uh, or you still think they're going to – they still got a couple more ye- years of rebuilding to go? Uh, they, they definitely have a couple more years of rebuilding to go. I think that – if you ask me, do I think they have a top five pick next year, I think they could be outside of that. I think that they could be in the 7-8 range realistically that's probably their ceiling uh i don't know how much the zach wilson or joe flacco thing affects them uh i know this sounds weird but it's in the jets best interest that it's a huge loss that zach wilson isn't playing because if it's close that's not good uh you you don't want it to be close um but they've got some new weapons Brees hall garrett wilson uh, Elijah Moore's a young guy. Um, so I don't know. Could they win five games? Maybe. Maybe. That's that's probably about about where they're sitting. And uh, finally, the Dolphins. Does the duo of Tua Tonga-Vailoa and Tyreek Hill, does that not scare you if you're a Bills fan? Or do you still think that the Dolphins are missing too many pieces to complete the puzzle? I just, I just think the Bills are, are really good. I mean, I, not, I, don't, I don't think it's a weak division, and that's why I think the Bills are going to win. I think the Bills are really stinking good. Uh, I think Miami really does have a shot. Uh, you, you've heard me bash Tua on walk-on radio before. Uh, Tua now has Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell, Chase Edmonds, Raheem Mostert, 
if he doesn't get it done with this bunch, he's never going to get it done. And so there's no more excuses. I mean, he's got to, he's got to figure it out. And I don't know necessarily what that means. Is that get them in the playoffs? Is that have a certain amount of stats or whatever? But he's got, he needs to impress us. He needs to impress us. He's, he's got way too many weapons. So we got the Bills winning the AFC East. Are there any wild cards a part of this group before we move on? Personally, I do not have another team in this division making it. Do you? I mean, it, it's hard with the AFC West, which is what we're about to talk about. I could see, like you said, the Dolphins coming around. They have a really good offense, and, and the Patriots is not a team to sleep on. Bill Belichick, Mac Jones, Bill Belichick always figures it out. If I'm a betting man, I would say no, but you know me. I have my sleeper teams, and the Dolphins are one of them. But, man, with the AFC West, a team, and we've talked about this before, but you could see three of these guys in the playoffs. But uh, if not, maybe the Dolphins. Hey, do you have a uh, – two years ago it was the Cardinals. Last year it was the Chargers. Do you have a new Cinderella team? So, I do. If you do, if you do don't tell us. You'll see in my award picks who my okay. team is. Okay. Um, yeah, you'll see there. So, <laughs> let's move on. So, we talked about kind of a weaker division, and now we're in the wild, wild west, the AFC West. And uh, we've talked about this at the end of the year, kind of coming into this, and it just seems to be getting more and more true. The AFC West is almost fully up to grabs. We have four really talented teams. You know, we got a great quarterback battle between all of them. Devontae Adams comes to the Raiders, puts the Raiders in competition almost instantly. And then Russell Wilson on the Broncos puts them in competition. You got Justin Herbert, who's going to win an MVP at some point. So hump. Give me a breakdown of the AFC West, and this is going to be a tough one, but I want you to tell me who's going to win. Man, it's the best division in football, uh, any way you cut it. Uh, there's four teams that can get out of this division, and I'll tell you right now, I've got three getting out of this division and making the playoffs, just like you mentioned. Uh, you might be surprised at who I picked to win it. Um, I like every quarterback in this division. I think every defense in this division is fine. Uh, every every team in this division has good skill players. I mean, it's they, it's top to bottom. It's awesome. It's going to bring some really great football. Uh, I'll start from the bottom, but in fourth, and and I think in fourth with a winning record, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. And 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 I hate that because I really do. I'm rooting for the Carr Adams duo. I like that. I think it's going to be fun. Um, but I got to get fourth. In third, I've got the Denver Broncos. Uh, I think that people are a little high on the Broncos. Okay, they they you know they were a sub five hundred team last year with really bad quarterback play. You're adding Russell Wilson, and that's going to help a lot. I think it's enough to get them in the playoffs, but not enough to win this division. Here's where the fun starts. With the first wild card in the AFC, I've actually got the Kansas City Chiefs, wow. which means I have picked the Los Angeles Chargers to win this division. Uh, I think that Justin Herbert is the man. I think that Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, I mean, what a star, what a what a just a star trio of, of skill guys. And then you've got Khalil Mack, you've got a Bosa brother, you've got Jason Jackson, you've got all. Derwin James, you got all these pieces on the defense, man. 
I mean, the Chargers are going to be fun. Kansas City, they get in with Patrick Mahomes alone. He's shown that he can do it. Uh, I think that losing Tyreek Hill is going to hurt him. Um, but not, let's not get crazy here. The Chiefs are going back to the playoffs, uh, and, and they're going to have a shot to make their fifth consecutive AFC championship. But for now, give me the Chargers. Hump, you said don't get crazy. I'm about to get crazy. <laughs> My predictions for the AFC West. Now, the Broncos are number four. Ooh. I like Russell Wilson, but we know how he gets halfway through that season. We got MVP. Broncos country. Let's ride. <laughs> he, he's the MVP for the first five, and then he disappears. And uh, He's I, good at that. I think they have weapons, but just not, not yet. At, uh, at number three, I have the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Making the playoffs, but in third, I really think Tyreek Hill – is going to be a big uh, bluster to the Chiefs. Still got Travis Kelsey, and they still have Patrick Mahomes. It's one of those guys you can't doubt to make the playoffs. They're kind of like Alabama. They're probably going to make it and win anyways, even on a rebuild year. But I just – this is a tough division. At number two, this is uh, this is my team. I guess uh, I, I got to say it now. My team, my new sleeper team, my child, is the Las Vegas Raiders at number two. Uh you know, being a being a Devontae fan, being to watch him in, in on my boys, the Packers, I, I know what he can do and how he can change a program and and a, a team. And Derek Carr is a good quarterback. But the crazy thing is I could be playing quarterback and throw it up to Devontae Adams. He's going to make it work. <laughs> and I think the Raiders have a lot of weapons. Darren Waller, he – you can't forget that he is an animal. And then uh, on the defense side, Max Crosby is a guy that just – messes people up and causes so much disruption and I feel like last year the Raiders they were always so close we always kept talking about these overtime games and, and losing at the end, last minute I think Devontae Adams is going to change it for them but going with you at number one is the Chargers man they, they were my team for a little bit they're just so complete they just kind of like Texas man you can't lose those games that you can't afford to lose and I think they're going to get it, and I think this is going to be the year. Now, do I think Super Bowl? I don't know. We'll have to get to that later, but I'm excited for them. I think this is it, but you can never doubt the Chiefs. And the Raiders, welcome to the family. I believe in you. I'm going to be wearing all black just for you. So next up, we have the AFC North. Uh, The former team that was in the Super Bowl, the Bengals, are they going to be able to repeat? Well, you got some strong teams here like the Steelers. New quarterback at the helm. And then, of course, the Ravens, a team that is always just so close. And then you got the Browns, who, man, crazy offseason with Deshaun Watson and everything in between Baker Mayfield, all that drama. So will the Browns be able to bounce back home? AFC North, let's hear it. Yeah, and I'll, I'll speed it up here for, for our listeners, just kind of get my quick thoughts. But I, I don't think the Browns can recover. Uh, from not having Deshaun Watson for 11 weeks. Man, it's going to be a rebuild year with Mitchell Trubisky. You know, he was announced today as the starter. Uh, I I think that the Ravens and the Bengals are both playoff teams. Um, To me, it's pretty interchangeable who you put. Um, I don't think that the Bengals are just a shoe-in because they made the Super Bowl last year. I think they had an incredible run when they got to the playoffs uh, tonight, I'll pick the Bengals to win the division over the Ravens. I have both of them definitely getting in the playoffs. 
Lamar Jackson, I think, is too good with, with you know, you've added – I think I think a Rashad Bateman can, can help him. Uh, I think Mark Andrews is a great receiving tight end. Uh, so I, I see the Ravens getting in. I see the Bengals getting in. Uh, and for now, I'll take the Bengals. Yeah, I'm going with the Bengals as well. I'm interested to see what the Bengals will be able to do now that Joe Burrow is hopefully protected. Uh, they're a great team. But, man, I love the Ravens. I love how they play. They just got – I really like a team that is willing to build around a quarterback and not make the quarterback build around the program. So I like what the Ravens have made, and I, I'm a Lamar Jackson fan of quarterback. I think he's a great quarterback. Yeah, he can't throw it like Aaron Rodgers, but he gets the job done, and he's so elusive. And, and Mark Andrews is such a possession threat. And so I like the Ravens here, but I'm going with the Bengals to win. The Steelers, they, they're rebuilding, but we'll see later, Hump. Don't think Mitchell Trubisky ends as the starting quarterback of the Steelers. We'll talk about that later. And then the Browns, they're in a mess, but they still got Nick Chubb. I think he's going to do great. They got Miles Garrett on defense. I think they're going to do some things, but they just got a lot of things they got to work on internally. So give me the Bengals for the North but the Ravens will make the playoffs as a wild card. And then finally, we have the AFC South. Uh, we got the Texans, Colts, Jaguars, Titans. Um, man, this is just kind of a, a weaker division in terms of, of teams, but they all they all seem to beat each other at some point in time. So, Hump, AFC South, is it going to be the Colts year again or is, are the Titans coming back? Yeah, I, you know, I think this is a weaker division, but I think it's going to be a, an improved division. Um, I, I always said that the Jaguars were two years away. I said that last year. I think the Jaguars are on the come up. I do not think they make the playoffs this year. I think the AFC is just loaded. Uh, but Trevor Lawrence, you know, he was kind of put in a bad position with Urban Meyer last year. I mean, that, that was a debacle. And so now you get a healthy Travis Etienne. You added Christian Kirk to the mix. I think the Jaguars can win some ball games. Houston. I actually kind of think that Houston is being slept on. I think that uh, Davis Mills is fine. Uh, I think that Damian Pierce might be a steal. Brandon Cooks is good. Um, I think the Texans can surprise some people. Neither of those teams make the playoffs. I think that this is between the Titans and the Colts. Um, I thought the Titans were a pretty weak one seed last year. Uh, I think that they are – more or less a one-trick pony with Derrick Henry. Now that pony can run. Uh, <laughs> it, it'll, it's got some tricks, and I think the Titans are going to win some games this year and be in that wild card hunt. But to me, with the Colts adding Matt Ryan, I think that this is their division to lose. Jonathan Taylor, that offensive line, uh, their defense, an emerging star like Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman's probably probably my receiver emerging star fantasy football player of the year. Um, I think it's their division to lose. Um, who is going to end the season as a Titans starting quarterback? Because it seems that there was some drama throughout camp. Uh, I don't know if it's if it's really any drama and Tannehill's a guy, but it, there, there's talks about it. So do you think Malik Willis could come in and take the job or it's still Tannehill's to lose? I think it's still Tannehill's to lose in 2022. I think next offseason, if you ask me the same question, I might have a different answer. Uh, I think Malik Willis is very unpolished. Uh, I don't think that he's ready to be a starting quarterback, but that's okay. I think I think a lot of young quarterbacks get in trouble because they start year one, 
Uh, maybe this is a blessing in disguise for a guy like Kenny Pickett to play behind Mitchell Trubisky for however long. Uh, and the same goes for Malik Willis. And so I think Tannehill is the quarterback this year. Talk to me next offseason. Well, uh, I'm agreeing with you. I think the Colts uh, will take this division, but I'm excited for the Texans. Uh, I think they have some pieces together. They uh, they still got some things they need to fix. But uh, the Titans, like you said, one trick pony, but that's a Clydesdale horse. He's uh, He'll run you <laughs> over. So excited for the Titans. I like watching them, but I think the Colts will have it in the bag. So let's roll into some NFC. And, of course, doing the order we did in the AFC, we got to go NFC East first. Hump, I know you got the the super knowledge of all these teams. So let's hear it. Is uh, are the Cowboys back? Or hearing a lot of predictions, the Philadelphia Eagles might be the number one seed. Boy, there are a lot of Philly believers out there. Uh, and, and what I want to say to that is last year still happened. Uh, the Cowboys threw up 50 points uh, on the Eagles last year. Um I don't remember the Eagles scoring very much, very often on the Cowboys last year. And, yeah, the Eagles have had a great offseason. They have added some really fun pieces. But it seems like three months ago that a lot of Philly people were were screaming from the from the Raptors, you know, that Jalen Hurts is not the guy. And, and you know, we, we got to go get a new quarterback. And, oh, we, we want Deshaun Watson. Or, oh, we need to trade up and – now the Eagles are winning the Super Bowl with that same guy that everyone's crying about? Come on now, man. This is the Cowboys division, okay? The Cowboys lost Amari Cooper and Leo Collins, okay? Who else did they lose? It's, it's the same group. You've improved your defense, okay? All of the Cowboys' best players got better by just being older. Michael Parsons is more experienced. CeeDee Lamb, more experienced. Trayvon Diggs, more experienced. Dak Prescott, more experienced. Everyone pump the brakes on the Eagles talk, okay? I'm not going to sit here and say that the Eagles aren't going to be good this year. I have the Eagles making the playoffs. But the Dallas Cowboys are going to win the NFC East. And, and the Cow- they're going to win 10, 11, 12 games this year. They have a horrifically easy schedule. Two free wins against the, the Commanders. Two free wins against the Giants because both of them are going to be terrible this year. And, I mean, the Cowboys always beat the Eagles. But even if they go one and one, that's five wins in the NFC East, which is a crappy division. But it is what it is. Well, you know what's funny? I I saw a tweet, and the, it's always a strange coincidences. And uh, what this is Dak's seventh year. I saw so, the last time Cowboys won a Super Bowl, the quarterback was on a seventh year. LSU lost with their uh, first-time head coach, and the Super Bowl is in Arizona. Super crazy how that all lines up. I know. I know. Maybe, maybe that's the, the good luck you need. Uh, I'm always excited to watch the Cowboys, especially because being in Texas and being having so many friends with the Cowboys fans, I do end up paying attention to them more than a lot of teams. And you know, they, they always have the best-looking roster and, and things just don't go y'all's way. But I'm excited for this little Eagles-Cowboys uh, division race this year. It seems the rivalry is just going to pick up and we're going to get some good football games out of it. The Eagles had a great offseason in terms of bringing in guys and, and building a team around Jalen Hurts. And look, 
yeah, they didn't know if he was going to be the guy. He's a guy now. And now it's time to build your franchise around them. I think they did a good job with that. And let's see if the Eagles can do it. But like you said, the Cowboys do run the East. And so they got to get through y'all. So I'm excited. Uh, I mean, my, my biggest story with the Cowboys is Zeke. Is Zeke going to be able to turn it around? Kind of, I know, uh, I know your opinions on him and a lot of other opinions on uh, getting rid of the man. But uh, this is the year he's got to, and you, you always say he has consistent numbers as it is, but I need, I need the old Zeke back. I need the front runner to show himself as a true running back one, or man, it's time to give Tony Pollard the reins because I think, I think he's got great upside too, but uh, excited for the East, the giants and the commanders. We'll see you next year. You know what I'm saying? So next up, we got the NFC West, another tough division. Maybe uh, we got a brand new quarterback for the Niners. The Seahawks might be really bad this year. And then you got the Rams and the Cardinals. And let me tell you, hum, before we get into that, the Cardinals black helmet, mm. my favorite alternates. Mm. But hump talking about the West is the Rams division again, are the Cardinals going to be able to get it done? Yeah, the Seahawks are going to be bad, Dalton. They're going to be really bad. Uh, Geno Smith, starting quarterback for Drew Locke. Uh, I, if you've ever listened to Walking Radio, I've trashed that dude so many times. Uh, I've, I've never believed in him one second. But the Seahawks are going to be terrible. Here's a hot take for you, Dalton. Cliff Kingsbury does not finish – the 2022 season as the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. Wow. Hot take. Uh, I just – it's the same. I mean, the card, you know, they look fun the first five weeks of the season. They coast the next five weeks, and then they just <clears throat> plummet. I mean, they just they – just, well, that's what happens. Uh, I think the Niners make the playoffs. I'm really excited to watch Trey Lance. Uh, of course, he's an FCS guy. I think that him and Debo Samuel – and Brandon Ayuk and Elijah Mitchell and, and all those guys under Shanahan, I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, but, dude, it's the Rams' division to lose. I mean, it's the defending Super Bowl champs that got better this offseason. They had Bobby Wagner on that defense. They had Allen Robinson to their receiving core. Matthew Stafford has, has a year under his belt in L.A. They're going to be really good. And I'm excited. I'm so excited. God, I'm excited for Rams, Bills, on Thursday opening night. But give me give me the Rams in this division. Hump, Rams, Bills. Maybe something we see way down the line, if you know what I'm saying on that part. No kidding. And let me tell you, the 49ers were very close to having a completely different team. The, the things they were able to do to get their guys back, especially with Debo, Debo Samuel, pretty much out the door. is very impressive. Uh, I, I don't know how I feel about Trey Lance yet. Let me tell you, this is uh, our academic advisor, Coach Reed, is a Niners fan, and I always talk to him about it, and this is what he said. If Trey Lance does not work out, a lot of people got to be fired because they put a lot of chips in for this guy, and so he's got to work out. You you put everything. You kind of threw Jimmy Garoppolo on the dirt. He's been working out on his own in his own practice field, so it's got to work out, and we'll have to see. They're going to have to face a, a tough Rams team that just won the Super Bowl, and a team I still love, my boys, the Cardinals. I think, uh, I think it's going to be tough until D Hop comes back. But once he does, I think he'll be uh, he'll be the threat that he is. And their defense is still good. And despite all the Kyler Murray drama, he's still a good quarterback. And you know, I don't think they're going to go very far, but I think they're going to have a good season. So it's going to be up to Trey Lance. Is he going to be able to to put the Niners on his back? 
So next up, we have the NFC North, my boys. Now, let me tell you, it sucks. It, it sucks to be the NFC North right now because if the Lions weren't in the NFC North, I might be their biggest fan. Hard Knocks and Dan Campbell have done such a good job of making me a Lions fan. I would take I would take a nuclear bomb for Dan Campbell. Just what a guy. I want the Lions to succeed just because I don't want him to get fired. But unfortunately, it's it's in the path of my boys. It's not going to happen. But Hump, let's talk about the NFC North. How do you think my guy's going to be? I think you got to go first here. This is your division, man. Well, I, I will say I'm a little nervous from, from my from the Packers this year. You got Aaron Rodgers, uh, you know, taking Percocet and winning his games. I think uh, he's still Aaron Rodgers. He's still the MVP. But man, our offense is, is, is okay. We got Aaron Jones. We got A.J. Dillon. Receiving core is not there right now. I think we got some young talent in Christian Watson and Romeo Dubes. We got a veteran in, in uh, Randall Cobb. And, of course, Alan Lazard is kind of transitioning to receiver one. But I just uh, – Aaron Rodgers is going to make it work. And I think the pa- – just kind of like your situation, the Packers are going to win the division because everyone else is kind of weak. But I don't – I'm not feeling too confident Packers in, in the playoff run. Um, but like I said, it's Aaron Rodgers. He's going to be able to do what he does. We have one of the best secondaries, uh, in the NFL. Our front five is phenomenal. So I'm excited. I don't think we're going to win big in a lot of games. I think we're going to win some ugly ones. And then kind of behind that, man, I, like I said, I want the lines to work out. I, I, I want the lines to be second in the division. I want it to happen. I think it'll be the Vikings They They still kind of survive. They got Kirk cousins and, and Dalvin cook. Um, and then kind of the, between the lines and the bears, it's a toss up. I think Jared Goff is more comfortable with the lions. And I think they do have some good weapons. They got St. Brown. They got, uh, the two headed swift and, and Jamal Williams, former Packer and their defense is getting better. Aiden Hutchinson is, if you saw in hard knocks, he's been tearing it up. And of course it's training camp. And so it's, it's, it's not the real thing, but I th- I'm excited for the lions. I'll be keeping a close eye on them. I think the Packers win it. The division kind of ugly though. And uh, we'll see with the playoffs, man. I just, I don't know this year. This is a year where, you know, I feel good, but just not, I'm not saying that this is the year for the Packers. Well, Dalton, I, uh, man, I agree with you. I think that the Packers offense is going to be completely different this year. I think they're going to really rely on the run. Um, I think that Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon are going to be very 50, 50. I really could see A.J. Dillon, and I hope that this is true because and, – and I told you, you you were excited, but he is on my fantasy team this year. Uh, I think that A.J. Dillon could kind of take on more of the workhorse running back role because of Aaron Jones, his need to, to be a pass catcher for the Packers. Because yeah. the Packers' team core is pretty bad. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty bad. Aaron Rodgers is good enough to overcome that. Now – this could be spicy, and it's the week one matchup. I think the Packers make the playoffs, but call me crazy, I think the Minnesota Vikings can win this division. Uh, and I've hinted at this in years past, and I'm always wrong, but the Vikings have already said they're going to throw the ball more this year, and Justin Jefferson is really good at football. He's really good at football. Adam Thielen, good second receiver. Dalvin Cook, one of the best in the game. And I think Kirk Cousins is incredibly underrated. I think that he gets a bad rap for whatever reason. So give me the Vikings in an upset divisional 
championship this year. Packers make the playoffs solely because of their defense and Aaron Rodgers. The Bears are going to be maybe the worst team in the NFL. Um, boy, they're going to be bad. Yeah. And the Lions, I think, are going to surprise some people. Maybe I'm, maybe I've got the hard knocks, you know, high right now. But I think DeAndre Swift is going to be really good. I think Jared Goff is fine, uh, and I really, I really love Dan Campbell. And I think, I think that's, I think that's what's going to get the Lions an edge is they want to play for Dan Campbell. You can kind of, you saw it through Hard Knocks. Uh, he's just such a good players guy, and I think those guys are going to give it their all for him. And so, you know, I don't think they're going to win a lot of games, but they're definitely going to win more than one. So. I'm excited for the Lions, and of course, it's part of the Hard Knocks love, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. And then finally, we have the NFC South, kind of the Buccaneers division, but Baker Mayfield now with the Panthers, and Jameis Winston comes back for the Saints. Hump, is it still the Buccaneers division, or is it going to be closer than we think? I think I was going to say, I think it's much closer than people realize. Uh, I think the Saints have a very well-put-together roster. I don't know that Jameis can do it. Uh, so I am going to take the Bucks here. I don't think that this is the Bucks team that is going to make Super Bowl run. Uh, of course, that's me betting against Brady, which is never a good thing to do. Um, but I think the Saints are going to be pretty good. I think the Panthers can be better with Baker. Um, the Falcons, it's a rebuild era for them. They're just not going to be that great. Um, I don't know. I, I think that this is going to be a pretty lackluster division. But give me the Bucks. Yeah, I'm with you. I think the Bucks will do it. Brady, we don't know if he's in or out. Is this going to be his last season or not? Uh, I'm excited for the Saints. It'll be interesting to see how Jameis Winston does. And I'm a big Baker guy. Uh, I've always enjoyed him. So I, I hope he succeeds with the Panthers. But, you know, we'll have to see with his first matchup against the Browns. That's going to be a, going to be a big one. The story is there. So, Hump, we, we kind of told the, we told the people who's going to make the playoffs, who's going to be the wild card. So in, instead of kind of rolling through the playoffs, this is what we're going to do. You're going to tell me your NFC championship, your AFC championship, Super Bowl, and then your winner. Ooh, man. Uh, that is, of uh, course, I guess if we were looking at a bracket, maybe it doesn't shake out this way. But yeah. I like where your head's at. Let's just pick. Let's pick our championships and our Super Bowls. We'll start with the AFC. AFC Championship. I think that it's only right we get Bills Chiefs. Uh, that's that's uh, they had that game on yesterday. I was watching it in the divisional round, greatest playoff game ever. Um, Chiefs make their fifth consecutive AFC Championship, but Josh Allen gets it done. Josh Allen gets the Bills to the Super Bowl this year, and. Uh, yeah, he finally get he gets the Bills over the AFC hump. Uh, I'm going with man, I'm going with the Bills versus the Chargers. We talked about the AFC West. I the Chiefs always seem to the play playoff patty is a different breed. But you know, if I'm gonna be all in with these guys, and I know my Raiders are my all in guys, but I think that the the Chargers are gonna be able to get it done. But it's finally the Bills' time. It's finally Josh Allen's time. He gets over the hump. Maybe that's how he does it. He just doesn't play Patrick Mahomes. He's just got to avoid him, his arch rival. So uh, give me the Bills to make the Super Bowl, but he's got to go through the Chargers and Justin Herbert. So in the NFC, Dalton, I think the NFC, when you look at it as a whole, is fairly weak. Uh, you've got an 
Green Bay team that has one of the best quarterbacks to ever do it, but no one around him. You've got the best quarterback to ever do it on the Buccaneers. Does he even want to play? Um, so you've got those questions. And so the first thing that I think of is, okay, the Rams are going to get back to the NFC Championship. They've got all the pieces. They've got the coach to do it, and they've already done it recently. Secondly, man, and I, I just, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I sound like a broken record, but you, you've got a team that they have lower expectations this year for whatever reason. Uh, it seems like they're being slept on. They're not even, in some cases, picked to win their division, which is fine with me. Uh, they, they'll take care of it themselves. Uh, something's got to give one day. And so give me the Cowboys to make the <laughs> NFC Championship. Um, I, I just, you know, whatever. It's, it's, it will happen one day. It will happen one day. It will happen one day. And for the third year in a row, for the third year in a row, the third year of us doing walking radio, <laughs> I am picking the Buffalo Bills to play the Dallas Cowboys in the Super Bowl. It's going to happen. You know, if you do, if you guess it every year, eventually it's going to come true. You know, I love the loyalty. I'm going to be a realist here. I don't think the Packers make it to the NFC Championship. I hope they do. I will be cheering for them in my John Coon jersey. But I'm going to go with the Buccaneers and the Rams. Playoff Brady's a different breed, just like playoff Patty. And uh, the Rams, like you said, they have it all. Um, but I'm going with the Rams go to the Super Bowl. Bills and Rams. And Josh Allen gets it done. And he finally gets his time, his shine. And he beats the Rams in the Super Bowl. Now, of course, I want the Packers to be in there. But I'm going to be a real realist. And Aaron Rodgers is going to have to pull a lot of magic to get him there. But he can. And, and hopefully he does. So, Hump, the final thing we're going to do, we do it every year, is we predict the awards, uh, the NFL awards at the end of the year. And uh, we've all we've been really off. We've been really accurate. So another year, we're going to give it a shot. Starting off, we're going to do comeback player of the year. Hump, who is your comeback player of the year? Hey, no, I didn't I didn't say who I had winning the Super Bowl. I So Bills, Cowboys. And I think that it will bring my Cowboys good luck. If I if I do the real thing, the the analyst thing here, and I say that the Bills are going to beat the Cowboys in the Super Bowl, <laughs> so that that'll be my pick for now. Well, okay, but yeah, comeback player of the year. This is a weird one for me because if you know me, I have some horrifically choice words for this young man. Um, I want to believe that he can play a full season and play a full season at a high level. I'm wrong, but I'm going to pick it anyways. Give me Christian McCaffrey on the Carolina Panthers. Comeback player of the year. Um, my comeback player of the year, it's out there. It's a little out in left field. But this man, this man just got LASIK surgery. This man can see. And this man, people say he could win MVP. I'm going Jameis Winston of the New Orleans Saints. I think if he – he's a good quarterback. He's a little weirdo. He does some strange things, but he's a good quarterback. He can see now, and he might let it fly. Jameis Winston for comeback player of the year. Houdat Nation, I know you're, uh, you're excited for that one. Next up, we're going to go with the defensive rookie of the year. Hump, I got another hot take. So let's hear yours before you hear mine. Man, 
this this was my pick uh, months ago after the NFL draft. I'm sticking with it. I think this is my pick. Now I don't know, but I'm going Aiden Hutchinson. Uh, I I enjoyed watching Hard Knocks with him. Uh, it's hard not to like him. He's a he's a Detroit guy. He he, he went to Michigan. He, he's now a Detroit Lion, um, and so I'm rooting for him. Uh, and I, I want some good to come to the Lions. And so give me Aiden Hutchinson, defensive rookie of the year. Don't be ready for this. I watched Hard Knocks, and there's a guy that really showed me the things he can do as a rookie. Him moving up the death chart and hard knocks and doing his thing. He may not even be the starter, but I think he's going to be. And I think he's going to make tackles left and right. He's going to have a couple picks, maybe a couple fumble recoveries. For the Detroit Lions, the defensive rookie of the year is none other than Malcolm Rodriguez, linebacker for Detroit Lions. Like you said, it's probably the hard knocks effect, but I saw this kid fly around and he was able to do some crazy things. And you don't normally see a linebacker getting the award, but I think if he can can take control of the team and kind of make plays uh, everywhere, he might be able to get the nod. And, you know, if Aiden Hutchinson gets it, I'm excited, but I'm going with my hard knocks love here. I'm going Malcolm Rodriguez, Oklahoma State rookie. You know, maybe I, we've seen some hotter takes. That's a hot take. That's a hot take. Next up, we got Offensive Rookie of the Year. Oh, man. Um, this is a tough one. With no starting quarterback as a rookie, it's tough. Um, I did have the famous Justin Herbert pick when he was not the day one starter. Uh, I could do that with Kenny Pickett. I'm not going to do that with Kenny Pickett. Um, so, I don't know. Traylon Burks, Brees Hall, Scott Moore, Kenneth Walker. Um, Garrett Wilson, Drake London. I mean, there's all these, there's all these really high drafted guys. Um, I'll go Brees Hall. I think he has the best chance to touch the ball the most times, and so that's my best bet right now. I don't feel great about that. Uh, it's it's just it's hard. You know, there's no way to know, especially outside of the quarterback position. Yeah, you know, continuing my trend of hot takes. You didn't want to do it. Don't worry, I'll do it for you. Sweet. Kenny Pickett, I think uh, I'm just not I'm not in with Mitchell Trubisky. I don't think he's no one get is. Done. Uh, Mason Rudolph isn't going to get it done. So Kenny Pickett, I think he'll go in and he'll he'll take control. And it's a quarterback award. And I think he just got to survive, get a couple touchdowns in his name. And like you said, with kind of the uh, no real big quarterbacks in there and kind of a, a, a widened range of players, I think. He just got to get a couple touchdowns. He'll throw him the award. So give me Kenny Pickett coming in, taking over, and winning the Offensive Rookie of the Year. Next up, we're going to do Coach of the Year. And this is normally a coach that maybe had a bad team, brought him up, or or something in that nature. So, Hump, who's your Coach of the Year? Man, this guy gets gets trashed a lot by his own team. Uh, I haven't – you know, I'm not going to sit here and say I haven't said anything bad about him before, but for the most part – I think he does a good job. I think he gets a bad rap for no reason. Um, his team keeps falling in their own division uh, that they won last year and went 12 and five. And so for that, I'm going Mike McCarthy. Uh, I think that he can. I think he can get the Cowboys not back to where you know they were because they went 12 and five and won their division last year. But I think that he can just kind of prove these these Philly fanatics wrong. Uh, and so give me give me Mike McCarthy. 
Uh, for my coach, uh, a guy that has a team that's kind of wishy-washy, but I think uh, I have him going really far this year. Hump, what's on your what's on your hat there? Uh, that would be a uh, Las Vegas NFL store. Give me hat. Josh McDaniels. Coach I like it. Of the, uh, Las Vegas Raiders. About time he's finally getting the he's finally head coach after all his rejections, trying to stay. I think he wanted to be the Patriots head coach, but he realized Bill Belichick will probably never die. And uh, finally moved on to the Raiders. Great team that they got. Uh, if, if they can do what we think they're going to do, he'll be the coach of the year. Next up, we got defensive player of the year. Kind of a – you got your normal three, your, your normal guys that are going to be in any year. Is it the same old or are we going to maybe get a surprise this year? Yeah, Dalton. I, I think that this guy made a case last year. Um, he, he, was, he was unanimous. Rookie of the year. Oh, uh, I, I mean, I just, you know, I, I'm okay with picking J.J. Watt. Or not T.J. Watt, excuse me. I'm okay with picking T.J. Watt. Aaron Donald is never a bad bet. But but Michael Parsons is is the pick this year. He, he is going to single-handedly turn the Dallas defense into a legit, legit defense. I mean, he's that good. Hump, have you really, you know, this might be the problem. This might be the reason that the Cowboys suck because you have picked, you pick the Cowboys every year. You normally pick a, there's always two or three Cowboys in your awards. Maybe that's the reason that y'all never get it done. I picked my, I picked Mike and Owen defensive rookie of the year last year, and he sure did. And he's going to win defensive player of the year too. My, uh, my defensive player of the year is TJ Watt. Uh, and look, because uh, uh, to pick defensive rookie, I can have one regular pick. Uh, it's either him or Aaron Donald. Let's be real; they both uh, they both do it every year. Can you know, Mike got you know, Mike got second as a rookie last year. I'm excited for Michael Parsons, but I just don't think he's on T.J. Watt's level yet. He's an animal, and he's going to be on. He's going to be playing a awful division for an awful team, so he's going to be the star. Give me T.J. Watt, defensive player of the year. Next up, we got the offensive player of the year. Normally, a running back, a wide receiver in that area is going to be a quarterback this year for you. Or are you sticking with the status quo? Man, I mentioned this. I mentioned this team earlier. Um, I, I have high hopes for him. I especially have high hopes for this player. Um, I think Justin Jefferson is is in a position to really, really have an incredible year, a Cooper Cup twenty twenty one level year. Uh, he, he's that good. And so for that, give him Justin Jefferson. Good pick. Good pick. Hump, what does your hat say? Uh, that would be Las Vegas. Vontae Adams will win Offensive Player of the Year. Um, no, he doesn't have Aaron Rodgers. But, uh, I mean, who else do the Raiders have? Hunter Renfro? Come on. Devontae Adams is going to become the star of the show. He is going to go crazy. He's going to help the Raiders get to places where I think they're going to be. I'm all in on my boys, and it sucks that I got to cheer for Devontae in all black, but give me Devontae Adams, Offensive Player of the Year. He is going to shine. And then finally, we have the MVP. Hump, is it going to be Aaron Rodgers again? I mean, we might as well just say three times. Triple threat MVP. Dalton, uh, I think I've hit it at this enough tonight that – this is this is who I'm rocking with this year. He's my fantasy football quarterback for the second year in a row. 
Uh, I have them winning the Super Bowl. I, I spoke very highly of them. It's the year of Josh Allen. I think Josh Allen wins it this year. He, he's just – man, he's good. He's fun to watch. He does everything well. He only has gotten better every year he's played in the league. And, and I think the Buffalo Bills, I think this is their year. Man, I think I think Josh Allen wins Super Bowl MVP. I think he gets his Super Bowl victory. I don't think he wins MVP because my MVP, I'm doing it again. Justin Herbert will win the MVP. Uh, I was a year early when I went all in on the Chargers. Uh, and if we, man, if we got them winning the AFC East with all that competition, that means Justin Herbert is throwing around a lot of stats. So give me Justin Herbert. Uh, he's got a great offense around him and that man can sling it. So, uh, no, he's not going to win the Super Bowl. He might not even get to the NFC champ or the AFC championship, but he'll win the MVP this year if it's not Aaron Rodgers for the third time. Hump, we love the NFL. We love college football. We're going to get rolling some pick them later next week. We got some Sam Houston football, some college football, some NFL football, fantasy football. We're all in. Any last words before we end this episode? Man, enjoy uh, – find you a big TV and something good to eat this weekend because there's uh, there's a lot of great games, and, and I'm sure excited to uh, get to enjoy that. Dalton, good luck this weekend against the uh, the Lumberjacks, the, the Arizona Lumberjacks, not the not the purple forbidden team. Uh, but good luck this weekend. I'm excited to tune in for my Cats. I'm excited for the Longhorns against the uh, Crimson Tide, and I'm excited for Dallas Cowboy football on Sunday Night Football. Well, you know the drill. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. You can listen to us anywhere. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Hump. We got, you know, we've talked about it. We've never been about it, but we finally did it. We have our first video on YouTube. Look up Walk Up Walk On Radio on YouTube. So if you don't want to listen to it uh, on podcast, we have the video version. Uh, and of course, we're working on things. So it's it's a base you know, look, but we're excited to add some changes to it. We're experimenting along the way, but we're excited. And uh, this is brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast for professionals. Come out to Bauer Stadium to watch us play NAU. And of course, we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.